the great thing about touring is we're playing almost every day. And so we get to like really settle into those tunes and then we get to start playing with them and, and expand them and um, kind of make the live experience of those tunes, something special. Um, I think it's essential for, uh, for any artists to have the opportunity to play as regularly as possible. Um, And I think it might be one of the reasons that, but being a, a, a musician and, and, and trying to keep writing stuff is so difficult is, is, is doing things and then doing a show and then waiting a month and then doing another show and then waiting two months. That's really hard on a band's ability to, you know, keep the momentum going. The Desert Tiger Podcast. Right now, Bush, and today we are joined by two uh, members of a killer Americana rock and roll group who just released their sophomore album, Remain. They're getting rave reviews for it. They're starting to tour it all across the world. They might be in your town soon. We'll dive into that into the future, but of course... I speak of the band Bywater Call. We are joined by members Megan and Dave. How's it going today? Good, thanks. Real good. Thanks for having us. Oh, hey, it's a absolute honor. I was jamming the album before we jumped into it. I am loving uh, Remain here. So, of course, I want to kick it off with, um, for many of us, the last couple of years have been uh, maybe a little bit different when it comes to writing and recording and otherwise. So what was the process like for this latest album remain? Uh, Well, the process started before COVID. We went on uh, our very first tour. We went to Europe early uh, 2020. So we wanted to have a couple new tunes to bring on the road with us. Um, So we, those were kind of the seeds for three of the tunes. I think that ended up on the album Um, and we brought them and we played, played them on the road. And then, we got home and everything shut down. And for the first little while, we we weren't feeling very musical or creative. Um, but then, you know, realizing we should be kind of using the time to move forward. And uh, the rest of it kind of just started with Dave and I sitting on our back porch, him with an acoustic guitar and us just kind of bouncing ideas back and forth. Yeah. Okay. So a little bit, uh, Obviously, like normally, you'd be able to like test show songs out on the road and otherwise, and you know, be able to get that reception from fans right away. So, for this process, like we're, you guys were just taking it and sort of bouncing off of each other and refining that way. Yeah, I'm a little bit with the band too. Uh, we would, uh, you know, bring it over to the guys at the session and, and they would add in their uh, their input and uh. Yeah, it was it was a process of I think back and forth with the guys because like you said we couldn't we couldn't do it live so we just kind of relied on each other. Mm-hmm. It was very different. From, like the first album was super road tested. We played those songs a lot before we ever laid them down. So it was a little nerve wracking to go in the studio and having played a lot of those songs live only once or twice. Mm-hmm. And I know you guys have uh, quite a few members in the band. So were, did, were you forced to sort of take some time before you were able to sort of like get into the studio once again? Or how did that work? Well, we bounced around um, when we were kind of doing our own pre-production within the band. We were for a while just bouncing ideas around um, electronically. Um, and uh, by the time we were ready to to go into studio and lay it down, things had relaxed a little bit for a brief period of time. Um, 
So that was fine. And we were in a pretty big studio. So we were, when we were recording, we all had quite a bit of space, which was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where exactly uh, did you guys record with and who helped you to bring this album to life? Uh, so most of it was recorded at Jucasa Studios, which is uh, near Hamilton. Um, and we did it along with uh, our record label, Gypsy Soul Records. Um, and uh, uh, um, engineer Ross uh, Citrullo, and then also a couple of engineers who were at the studio themselves to kind of get us set up. And uh, yeah, not a huge group, but yeah, yeah. So the album's eleven tracks, fifty minutes. How long were you guys actually in the studio for? Jucasa, four days, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then we did some overdubs at Ross's. So that took another few days. It was probably all told, probably like actual time in studio, separate from what, you know, the the engineer and and, and the producer did. Uh, we were probably in there maybe two weeks studio time. Max. Max yeah. yeah. Like we got, we did all the stuff at Jacasa's studio. We basically got what we needed for drums and bass. And uh, I did all my vocals <clears throat> there kind of live off the floor with the band. And I think we got all the horn stuff from that. Yep. Um, Dave <laughs> went back and retracted some of the guitar and just filled in some of the guitar and we might've retracted a bit of the keys. And then we just had uh, the backup singers come in and do the BG separate and percussion. Yeah. Wow. So the majority of this album was knocked out inside of four days. So you guys' pre-production was uh, on point. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fantastic. And of course, the album's been out for a little while now. So of course, I have to ask, what has the uh, reception been like so far? Because of course, like you said, it was a little bit of a different process. You didn't really get to test it tested out on the road or otherwise. So once it's able to finally hit your fans ears, what, what was the feedback like? I mean, it's been pretty positive. Uh, you know, anybody we've talked to about the album has really enjoyed it. Um, got some nice reviews out of it and um, kind of just seeing what people seem to be gravitating towards is really interesting. You know, we can track our, our Apple music and our Spotify and and really see what people are digging into. And that's, that's been interesting. So uh, yeah, let me be wrong is kind of the, the winner for now, which is, we all really liked that tune. So it's nice to see it getting, uh, getting some attention. Mm -hmm. It's, You always hear people say, like, don't get lost in the stats, but that's one of the things I love about the stats is you can see, like, where your different audiences are and, like, sort of what everybody's sort of, like, grooving, you know? And then, like, it kind of helps you, like, build a set list or sort of know, like, exactly, like, where are people listening to your music? Where might we be able to tour, right? Yeah, it's it's really interesting. And it's interesting to see it change depending on what you're doing and what's what's happening. So, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And of course, uh, you mentioned a couple like good reviews and otherwise, and I think a pretty solid review for this album is the fact that the group has been nominated for uh, two Maple Blues Awards. Of course, the voting process has already been closed off, but you guys will find out on uh, January 30th if you guys are uh, rocking the Entertainer of the Year Award as well as a Female Vocalist of the Year Award. So, uh, Congratulations on the nominations. And what is it like to know that uh, or to get those nominations for this album already? It's it's nice. Like obviously getting recognized in any way is is always, you know, it feels good. 
you know, people are kind of listening and paying attention and there's tons of people in that community that who are doing amazing things. So we don't have super high expectations, but, um, you know, to be feel like, feel like we're part of the community there is, is really nice. Yeah. Yeah, Good friends over there. Absolutely. A good crew and, uh, celebrating good music, putting a lot of good ears and giving, you know, recognition to a lot of incredible musicians. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, of course, we talked about the reception. We talked about the recording. I want to dive into a little bit of the tracks off of this album here. So, of course, I want to kick it off with the title track because I know you guys just released a uh, music video for it. So before we dive into the visuals, please take me behind. uh, What does remain mean to you? Take that. I can take it. You wrote it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So it's uh, kind of where I was coming from originally with the lyrics was that we were, um, again, we were about to go on this tour in Europe. It was our first big thing that we were doing as a band and we were going to be on the road for eight weeks and just kind of imagining, um, you know, what that could do to a relationship. A lot of the guys were leaving significant others behind and, you know, it's a really exciting time to be out there. And then yeah, how that could possibly break down a relationship, the the physical distance and the emotional distance that that creates. And then the repercussions of that when you get home and, and realize that maybe you've you've broken something that you don't want to let go of. Um, so, yeah, we, we kind of describe it as. Um, I, I don't know, it's just somebody hanging on to a relationship that's that's been been completely broken and it kind of also took on a double meaning for us during COVID where, um, you know, we were seeing what it was doing to the industry and to a lot of our friends who were kind of questioning their place in the industry and kind of that chorus, I remain became a bit of a a mantra for us where we're like, we're going to see this project through, even though there's all this, this crazy stuff going on. So, yeah. It's a strong message. And I like how you mentioned there, like the, uh, for you guys, really exciting time in your lives, getting to go to Europe for the first time, like all of these experiences, but like, and that's what a bunch of other people see too, is like, oh, wow, but you don't always see the behind the scenes and like the family and everything else that goes into it. Because as band members, like you're as musicians, you're human beings as well, right? Yeah. Well, you don't, you don't see eight of us crammed into a van for (laughs) six hours a day on the road. Ah, the glory. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, like I mentioned, you released a music video recently here on December 2nd, partially starring the wonderful Dave sitting right here in front of our camera. So what was it like to uh, film the music video for a main? I mean, I love the concept of it. How did that all come together? Concept is all Dave. Yeah. So I had this idea for this little doll figure. We don't, we've never really made a lot of videos. So we, uh, you know, we hired a a great uh, videographer and, and, uh, and our friend Scarlett from uh, Running Red Lights and Wolfville, another great band, great bands. And um, yeah, I just had this idea of like, you know, given the concept, which Meg just mentioned um, of this constant repairing of a thing that uh, keeps breaking, no matter what, what you you know what you give it it just keeps needing to be sewn back up again so we kind of went with that uh, and it was a fun process to make we shot it up uh at the what's called the barn the 
the homestead? Uh, it was a farmhouse that I, farm. yeah, Steve, our trumpet player, uh, his partner's family has a really cool, like super, I don't know, very well-preserved farmhouse, um, yeah. near Wasaga beach. So they, they graciously donated the space for us to, to film it. Yeah. Fun day. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought the concept was pretty cool and, uh, Scarlett did a great job. Super talented. No, uh, I'd say a great job for sure, especially at the end there, like the emotion where just. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she went for it. it was great. Uh, it all came together incredibly well. And um, for the fact that, you know, your trumpet player just happened to have like, you know, a space that somebody was willing to donate to you, because like you said, very well preserved. My goodness. Yeah, it's a beautiful space. It's a little, feels like you're going back in time a little bit when you're in there. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely absolutely like because when you're like zooming in on you're like okay and then once you get in the house you're like oh wow this is yeah Crazy. i like the vibe i like the vibe of it and yeah just that like you mentioned like the doll too just very powerful um the fraying and like sewing it back together and just trying to keep it together like very powerful imagery thank you mm -hmm, absolutely Absolutely. And of course, one other way for songs to be tested for reception to be done, and like we mentioned earlier, is the road. So of course, you finally have been able to get back out on to the road, getting out to places like Spain, finally getting your first little run of the United States recently. So uh, what was it like to finally be able to road test these tracks? It felt great to be able to to play them, you know, continuously. That's like the great thing about touring is we're playing almost every day. And so we get to like really settle into those tunes and then we get to start playing with them and, and expand them and um, kind of make the live experience of those tunes, yeah. something special. Um, I think it's essential for, uh, for any artists to have the opportunity to play as regularly as possible. Um, and I think it might be one of the reasons that, but being a, a, a musician and, and, and trying to keep writing stuff is so difficult is, is, is doing things and then doing a show and then waiting a month and then doing another show and then waiting two months. That's really hard on a band's ability to, you know, keep the momentum going. So as soon as you're on tour and you're doing these things every day, all of a sudden new ideas just start popping up all over the place. So let's change the section to that. Let's add this. Oh, here's a whole new idea we can get going. Or, Hey, I heard a great cover on the, you know, in the car on the way here, let's try a little bit of that. All of these things start to come together when everyone's working together. And I think that was one of the great, uh, like heyday periods of, of music, especially rock and roll and roots music is that the bands were touring and, and playing together all the time. And, you know, you know, Zeppelin put out what, like six incredible albums in like eight years or something like that, you know, uh, whereas now it's like a huge, each band is struggling because it's just so hard to play. So I think the whole thing feeds itself. The more the bands can play, the better they will play, which means the more people go to shows, the better the shows will be. But the less shows that exist, the worse the bands are going to get. <laughs> which just continues to prove that uh, fans continue to go out there, support live music, support the people that uh, you enjoy, that you listen to, because, I mean, it just helps them continue to, A, make a career out of this B continue to make amazing music so definitely make your way out there and to all of the touring bands out there to all of the promoters and otherwise thank you so very much for uh making the effort out there and 
like we like we also mentioned, you guys recently got to do your first taste of the states, and we talked about the glory of uh, you know, eight people riding in a van for six hours and otherwise. But besides uh those factors, how was being able to uh, break down there? I know you guys had a couple of sold out shows you got to play. What was the experience like? It was really fun. We we had a great time. It was a really short run. We did three dates uh, in New York State. And then we made our way over to New Hampshire and did a, a show in Portsmouth. Um, that one was, you know, I don't know if humbling is the right word, but you know, we haven't played in the States. We don't really have the perception we don't know that we're really out there and there was 250 people in the room at the Portsmouth um gig so that that was kind of crazy and then we sold out a really beautiful little venue in um in Syracuse and they give you a trophy (laughs) for selling out the room which is great and um yeah and the other two gigs were, were pretty well attended and everybody treated us really really nicely and talking about watching the Spotify numbers, it was really interesting to kind of see the cities that were following us more on our, on our streaming platforms, following that tour, it seemed to to change for a little bit, which was, was kind of interesting. Yeah. We played uh fanatics in Lima uh, club four, four, three in Syracuse, the Falcon in Marlboro, and then Jimmy's jazz in Portsmouth and all four rooms were. Yeah. Really great, really top-notch music venues. We were super proud to be playing in all of them, any of them. Yeah, it's just a lead into we're going to do a whole bunch of stuff down there next year, a whole bunch of festivals. So, yeah, we're excited about that. Yeah, you've already announced some of those festivals already, have you not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know which ones we've put out there yet, but, yeah, we're doing one in, uh, I think, the, the Briggs Farm, Pennsylvania, which is supposed to be really great. We're doing that. and. Uh, yeah, we're going to be all over the place. It's going to be cool. And we're hopping on a, a cruise ship in August for the Keeping the Blues Alive at Sea, Joe Bonamassa's project, basically a blues festival on uh, on the water at the end of August. So that'll be really cool, too. Oh, my goodness. So yeah. uh, not just traveling across seas, traveling on the seas. Exactly. <laughs> hey, Bywater Call taking over. <laughs> by sea, by land, whatever it takes. Yeah, we're going to try to get some space dates coming up, some plane gigs, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Under the water. We haven't tried Ooh. yet. Yeah. We're going to go for all of them. Game changers, baby. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. So, of course, with all of these glorious things, uh, with being able to create music, with being able to tour the world, there's a lot to uh, be grateful for, be thankful for. So, of course, I need to ask. What is something that each of you are grateful for inside of this world? That's hard. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm I'm grateful for being able to get out of the house. I guess like the last, the experience of COVID for everybody has just been really, really strange. And to be able to be out of the house and and performing and socializing and seeing kind of the bar scene come back and all that. I mean, I think we'll, we won't take it for granted the same way we used to. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'm super grateful to be living a life like this and, you know, obviously in this great country and, and, but just to, you know, this is our full-time thing. You know, we, we were musicians uh, living in Toronto and, and surviving um, pretty comfortably, to be honest, surviving seems a little, <laughs> that's, makes it seem like we're suffering, but we're, you know, we're, 
we're just really happy to be able to go out and and play the music we want to play for audiences that want to hear it. Uh, that's that's pretty great. It's a good way to live. Absolutely. It's uh, not very many people get to do that, and very many people wish about doing that, right? Yeah, yeah, we're we're very lucky. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And of course, over time of crafting a project as well, sometimes, you know, as over a year, two years, three years, it's quite a bit of time for us to grow as individuals. So one thing that I would love to know as well is through the process of crafting, recording and releasing Remain, how has it helped you to grow as people or what has it taught you about yourselves? Uh, For me, writing writing for both both records was my first real venture into to writing like very late in life did I start trying to write songs um you know we were all well out of university and working several years um and so there's this immediate uh sort of pressure to to try to you know, craft as many things as possible as quickly as possible. There's always a there's always a deadline. There's a deadline for us right now that we're like, okay, we got. Um, and so the first thing you do is you just write anything, but then you quickly realize that the less love and care and craft that goes in any composition, it always ends up worse for it down the road. So you have to you have to simultaneously engage with the pressure of having to make a thing, and at the same time slow down enough to make something worth making, which is those two things don't really work well together. If somebody says, I need 20 songs and you have zero, there's an urge to write five that day. And that would probably be five pretty average songs. So you have to keep working through that. And that's what I learned is you gotta, you really have to take your time if you wanna make something good. And that's a difficult balance considering there is no time. Yeah. And maybe also for me, like learning to, while still always striving for something more, learning to kind of appreciate um, and be proud of, of what we're doing and what we have done and, and looking kind of internally into what we're doing as opposed to, you know, it's, it's not good to be comparing yourselves to what other people are doing. Um, Just, yeah, kind of, striving for more because of what we want and not because of what whatever else is going on around us in the world yeah Mm -hmm. doing it because you want to because i mean when you get into something like this it's because you love it not because the industry told you to get into music right so got to do it for you yeah (laughs) both incredible answers and i thank you for sharing those lessons for us as well as the uh, story behind this new album remain it's available right now on all of your favorite music streaming services the music video for the title track is available on a youtube i'll have links down in the description below go ahead and follow bywater call on your favorite social media platform so you can stay up to date new music upcoming tour dates because you already heard there's gonna be a lot of them right yeah, and the next year's gonna be crazy. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's gonna be crazy, and you best get out there and celebrate with the band. Go out, like I said, have yourself a good time at a Bywater call a show. And I need to thank you both so very much, Megan and Dave, for taking the time to join us today on the DTP. Thank Thanks you for so having much. us. This is great.
Desert Tiger Podcast.